3: Hey guys, welcome to the 55th episode of Just Shoot It, a podcast about filmmaking, storytelling, and directing. I'm Oren Kaplan. And I'm Matt
0: Enloe. Today we've got part two of our year-end review. We're talking with Jarrett Lee Conway, Eric Carpeau, Matt Pollack, Tim Nakashi, Liz Manichelle, and of course me and Oren about how to get ready for 2017. We're finishing up the conversation. We're getting into a lot of cool stuff like how to get inspired, how to promote yourself. yeah, And how we're going to approach 2017 differently than we did 2016 prior. It's another great one, finishing out a great, fun conversation with some of our favorite past guests. Do you guys like
3: anything you've made? I I love
1: everything I made. It doesn't mean it's good, right? But you love it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess I hate everything I've ever
1: (laughs) made.
2: There's definitely a lot of things I've made that I'm not crazy about.
0: Yeah. I, I will say if I don't remember something super well, like I'll watch like old episodes of Squaresville and I will laugh. And I'll be like, "Ah, this writer has the exact same sense of humor as me."
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you wrote it, yeah. And I wrote it. I there. actually like <laughs> obsess over like individual shots. Like, mm. it's pretty sad how much I've watched my movie that I shot in 2015 and like got upset over like a focus pull or like a yeah. color timing. And i be like, "It's God, it's the color timing, like in this scene, yeah. you know." I still, do. I need to. In 2017, I will not watch my movie again. Oh. I mean,
5: yeah, I think we, we've all done that. I think there's there's the two sides to this or two answers to this, which is one, like being proud of your work, but two, also never really being completely satisfied. There's always something you can find in sure. every project where you're like, that fucking thing, I wish I did this. Or like, yeah, the color timing or the focus or whatever. Or this one like line, if we just did one more take, I could have gotten – but it's hard because you – you can't put yourself you have to go back to that situation where you're like yeah if i had one more take, but also we are already an hour over time and we still need day, two more shots, yeah so, but
3: that yeah. stuff doesn't ultimately matter no, to it, the consumer exactly of and that's what
5: that's why i get but a, you can't kill yourself
0: over that stuff
3: it's
5: either, it's though. it's a balance because when you're on set with a producer and someone's like we gotta go it's not perfect but whatever and it's like no one watching this will know that we were over time or whatever no one's going to get a, a, right. a piece of paper it's like in this scene, they ran over time. So just, you know, like think about that when you're watching yeah. it, like, but no one cares. But But, that, but as Devil's mm-hmm. advocate,
2: when your producer uses that same reason to get you not to get another take, you have to tell them they won't notice, but collectively, if we fuck up too many little things, they'll notice the movie right. isn't as good. Right. And that's yes. why you have to fight for those things anyway. Yes. And I think yeah, yeah.
0: kowtowing to producers in a sense is another way of asking for permission, right? Because the subtext of like making your days and all of that stuff. Is saying, "Oh, I want to work with these people again, right?" So, like, Liz is never worried about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, right? I want people to like me. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're all filmmakers, really right, guys? Want that. <laughs>
0: but that's a different thing than like being worried about booking the next gig.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember one day on Bread and Butter, we it, we went over one day and we never really got the shot, but it was it was my money. Like, it's essentially like it's my LLC. It was my Kickstarter campaign. You know, the investors really didn't care. It's a really small budget. But I still quit because we're going over and it's a 12-hour day. You know, it's like, so you're still guided by those worries. It's just Mm -hmm. fueled by ego rather than a different side of my ego.
2: My experience was the total opposite. It was for a studio and there was like a zillion executives on the set. You were like, burn
0: it down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess.
3: Yeah, now that I'm being pitched for more commercial work, people are always like, okay, show us like 15 seconds or 30 seconds, like your best, like 90 seconds of work. Mm, yeah. And I just feel like no 30 seconds of my work are good. Like, if you, I feel you like a silver bullet. The whole, this is the one. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, if you look at the best shot from everything I've directed over the last 10 years, you'll realize I hire some pretty good DPs, you know? But uh, I think as like a director, like like I just watch everything in 30-second chunks. I'm just always like... <sighs>
2: who's asking this question though? Yeah, that's, well, a, that's If
5: a, when it comes to commercials, similar position you were in when you were with partisan, like if you don't have a 30 second spot, it makes agencies and clients right. worried that you can't tell a story in 30 mm. seconds, which is so idiotic. And production companies know this and producers, directors, everyone knows that it doesn't matter, but there's this feeling that like if you don't have 30 second spots, then you can't get more 30 second spots. Right.
3: And they also don't want to watch five minutes because they're they also, watching yeah, 10 yeah. director reels, and they don't want to watch one for 25 minutes when they can watch some everyone else for 90 seconds. You know?
2: Yeah, that's funny because I, I do keep getting hit up uh, by different commercial places saying, "Hey, like, can you send us your commercial reel?" And I'm like, "I don't have a commercial yeah. reel. I directed a feature. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And here are some shorts."
5: Yeah. yeah. If you like, what you would need. I mean, this is one avenue to take is to find a production company that doesn't care about that and will still pitch you and push for you and say, look how talented of a filmmaker this guy is. He could take this style and give it to your ad, and then hopefully you get the right agency that will take, you know, will say like, "Oh, I love his work. I don't, I don't care." And that's how it. That's how it starts to happen.
0: Well, or what we did, right? Like you do branded content, right? There's a product integration of some sort, and then like you either cut it yourself, or oftentimes the client will ask for a thirty second cut down.
5: Yeah. Also, a lot of commercials are they're like it's a two minute online thing that they're doing a cut down for TV anyways or they're doing a 30 second spot but they're also doing it like they're that world is starting to kind of blend together so much that I think the the world of like having just 30 second ads I think will go away but you know that a
3: four-minute video that's cut down to 30 seconds is not no. ever, ever going to be as good as a 30 no, that I've, was written. Really I've had it. I've
5: done, like, I've taken a College Humor sketch and cut it down to, like, a minute. And I'm, I'm always like, you're there's so many good things that are missing because of this. Yeah.
0: Or more importantly, but, does it make sense? Right. Or, like or the, the pacing. pacing the harder, or, yeah. 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 I tried to do a cut down just the other day to get it to 30, and it just... My office just like this makes no sense. This I would say like
5: now. if if you're in that situation, just make it like a forty five or a sixty, and just like because otherwise it's not going to be good. And then it's just like at that, that point, what's the yeah. point? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I also was asked to make something, an online thing that was supposed to be, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do like a four minute version, and then we're gonna you're gonna throw together a thirty second as well. And you know, <laughs> yeah, and and I was just like, okay, well, let's just call. Was like it like a, a
3: lifestyle piece though? Or was it the dancing one, the Ray-Ban thing? I
4: didn't uh, post it. It was like an Amazon Prime thing okay. that had a YouTube celeb of sorts in it. And basically, I just said, look, let's just not say that we're making a cut down. Let's decide what shots we want to see on the 30. And a couple of those I will think of as like breakaway separate mm-hmm. yeah. from like, the whole like thing. Like almost
0: like write a 30 second yeah. spot and we'll shoot that as well.
4: Yeah, and I just said, because you otherwise it's, you're going to get a cutdown." you're not mm-hmm. going to get something cool that you that, want so they bought into that and it yeah. didn't mean anything different for them other than how I scheduled the day right and you really don't understand it,
3: that like a 30 second spot is like one idea you know it's like one be- like you look at a jack in the box or like little caesar's mm-hmm. or geico it's like one concept it's yeah. not like a three you know it's setup joke tag yeah and it, and you can't take like a big parody, you know, and turn it into one idea.
1: You know, conversely, or I guess similarly, um, the opposite (laughs) of that, Um, I don't know how to create a reel. Like, I've created a reel, and I I set it to music, and then it turns into a DP reel Mm -hmm. instead of a director's reel. And then I'll take a scene from something I've done, and then it's like, well, that scene's completely out of context. It has no meaning. There's no depth or anything to it.
4: Just take, like, five... Uh, take a scene yeah. of yours from your film, cut it down to 25 seconds, and at the end just put up Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like exactly, yeah, it's
1: horrible. Yeah,
5: I mean, there's no like great way to make a director's reel. I mean, you guys have talked okay. about it on the show. There's so many different types and styles, yeah. but like, it's really when it comes down to it, is what's the real for the job that you want? You know what I mean? Like, what's the job that you're trying to get, and then kind of base that around that, or just saying. This is who I am. This is my best work. Here you go. Do you cut new reels
2: for every job
5: you're trying to get? No. Like a commercial, well, yes and no. Commercial wise, someone else is cutting reels. So someone else is doing it. Like the production company is doing it. They're taking like, Five, you know, these three ads and these two sketches, and putting on a wire drive mm-hmm. link. But, but when you, said,
0: I think, in the commercial world, sometimes people use reel interchangeably between like sizzle reel, right? Of like, this is a montage of my best work versus like here are three spots from Mac. Oh, like and versus like, links. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what it, do you so mean? So
5: commercial reel is here's a wire drive link with five spots, and you can watch them back to back got or, it, or whatever. It. Yeah, like reels that I've done for myself, which I haven't done in like th- almost four years now, is. A sizzle slash that. So it's like what we've talked about where it's like a montage, a few clips, a montage. Some yeah, logos. Yeah, head. whatever. Yeah.
0: I cut one the other day, actually, Orin, and I sent it to my reps and they were like, we're not going to use that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they were just like, it's passe. Like they don't even. And don't these are kind of old school dudes, actually. They just send clips at this I don't point. think
5: that's why like when it comes to like what I was talking about earlier, I was like, I'm just going to, instead of having In one video, I'm just going to make a page that's kind of hidden on my website and you could go to it and just like there's five thumbnails. Just fucking watch. Yeah. I don't know if it will work. I've never done it. But like it's a way possibly because I also don't want to leave it to my reps. I don't want to say to my reps, I want to do an episode of Man Seeking Woman or Search Party or whatever it is. I want to do an episode of this. And they go, okay. And then nothing happens. Which probably is what will happen because it's a matter of trying to like start to know the, the showrunners of those shows and the EPs and the writers and get in that way. But I want to at least say like, here's what I want to do. Here's the material to try to help me do that. Just get me in the room with the person so I can at least talk to them.
3: If you get an episode of Man Seeking Woman off this podcast, I'm going to be really resentful.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I don't. I'll, I'll let you know if it fingers happens. crossed. Though, yeah, right? I hope. If so. you do get contacted tomorrow on your day off, Simon Rich will call me yeah. and be like, "Hey, man, um, ask him if you he heard about you from us." Yeah, um, Eric, have you ever cut reels? No, I have not cut
2: reels oh actually no i did try to cut a sound design reel once which is a strange a strange oh, experience oh. yeah hmm. just yeah. when i was when i was going for sound design work yeah
3: because the trailer is like a reel for a movie it is of, basically
2: right? it's, that's basically what it is like
3: i would imagine your reel liz is like the trailer to your movie right
1: it's like it's uh, my big music video and then shots from the movie <laughs> and then shots from it's in music video reel actually and then i tag on a scene from bread and butter at the end because i'm an idiot and that's what my reel is.
3: And have you sent it? Like, is it effective? Do you like it?
1: I mean, it, no, no one's seen it because no one asked for my reel.
6: <laughs> so, like. But
3: don't, Well, so I guess maybe this is a good segue to like the next... Sorry, I'm trying to extract ideas of what I should do tomorrow from you guys. And it's just not <laughs> working. Um, Go you to guys, a coffee shop. <laughs> do you guys like cut reels, make these web pages, you know, do these things and then just like send them out to like a thousand people? I mean, I know Jarrett... That's kind of how you got your reps. But is that something that's like part of your like work that you assign yourself is like, hey, I need to promote myself. I'm going to make some materials and just send them out, you know, because like you said, Liz, not everyone's going to choose you to ask you for your reel. You might have to send it out to some people. I
1: do a newsletter. So I have a mailing list and I do a newsletter once every few months. And I, I do speaking engagements, so I list my speaking engagements, and if I'm on a podcast, I'll link the podcast, and that's my self promotion. Other than getting really excited, and you see next hi point.
0: new listeners from Liz's newsletter.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> please, please come on my newsletter, you list. Yeah, so that's that's how I self promote, and it's very grassroots. And there's only like a thousand people on my mailing list, but those are a thousand people that I've gathered over you know six years. Right. But that's all I do.
3: What about you, Tim? When you changed your website, I didn't get an email or a Facebook post saying, "Hey, I have a new website."
4: No, no, I would never do, do that. You,
3: what's your? <laughs> this is not
4: my style. I don't know.
3: How do you promote yourself?
4: A literally, like, okay, what I've already done this week, and I'll probably do one at least. No, I will definitely do it tomorrow. Actually, now that you mentioned it, is write another pitch for another music video. And that's just For a specific been, music video. Yeah. So literally, that has been how I've gotten any of the stuff I've gotten. It's just music video work.
0: So you're just getting like a track and mm-hmm. like a basic rundown from the music video production companies. That exactly. You're work
4: with. Yeah. Yeah. So I've already written three this week. Awesome. And uh, yeah, which means that doesn't mean I've got them. It just means my name's in the hat. Or sometimes oh. I hear back, hey, they like yours, and it's going to the actual artist now so you're like oh my god how many steps how many people are even involved in this but uh i mean i'm just saying as you know since you asked like i just uh there's there's sort of like a i think something to be said for not appearing to do too much to get work instead just doing the work Mm -hmm. and whatever do you think Um, that that maybe
0: is part of like the music video ethos right like there's a bit of like playing it cool right
4: Playing it cool, yeah. I think yeah. it's very important. Yeah. So yeah. you wouldn't be like
0: Jared
3: at a party and say, like, hey, I have this cool project that you might be interested in.
4: Oh, I would definitely do that. I would like to be like Jared more often. <laughs> I mean, <so. laughs> look, I think the tricky thing on like the like the TV or
2: feature front is like I mean I I don't I don't know. Like I, I those are the type of meetings that like I need my agents to kind of set up and make happen to, to a certain extent. You know, like if I was doing a lot of commercial music videos, I'd be posting those all the time and hoping people would be seeing them, but like I kind of only do things every couple years or, or right, so, right. and then I have like a script that I've been hustling for like four years, and I talk about that. So I really focus networking. Like I went, like my agency had a holiday party. And when I was there, I was being shuffled around by my agents and shaking hands with different people. And they are like, oh, you know, you need to be this, meet this person. Meet that. That's kind of like how I promote myself. It's more like a one-on-one thing. Mm-hmm. That said, when I was making my feature, I was like Instagramming all the time. And, hey, guys, I'm actually working. Yeah. 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 You know? And, like, I guess that's a form of self-promotion. Mm-hmm. It was more a humble brag. It's like, look, I'm actually working. But in between that... You know, I'm not really. I don't have anything new on my reel. (laughs) You know,
4: that and that's like the weird little. It's all. It's sort of uh, inception version cities like facing each other to me because like that don't make sense and you can't really compare because like I'm. I worked a lot this last year. I did a lot of short form projects. They give you short form satisfaction, and but at the same time, it's it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to work, and a lot of the times the experience of, of music videos is not. There aren't that as many gatekeepers. There's not like a whole. I don't need to go to several parties and pitch and think for years to do it, right? It's just like a. Just, you just someone sends you a song, and who knows what a music video is anyway? So you just write something weird, and then sometimes it happens. And like, I guess my point is that I, it does not involve. It, it involves writing something that gets through a few gates, and even then, sometimes I I'm on set, and I I have to be honest, like. It's becomes apparent to me as I have conversations that day during the set, including the producer I'm working with, and I've been working with for a week on this project or whatever, that nobody really knows what we're making, except for me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, literally like, you know, two-thirds of the day I've had a producer i worked with a bunch. He's a great guy. He's like, so... How are we doing? Are we you know, I was like, pretty good. He's like, uh, are we getting, you know what's 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 the
5: projector about? And I was like nice. it's the
4: whole idea uh, you know. But so but it's it's just a music video. I, 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 I do
5: think like the the self promotion part is hard because it's like like I think Orn, what you want and what we all want is like, what do I have to make? What do like? What reel or website, what do I have to do? Mm -hmm. And who do I have to email to or where do I have to post it to get it seen by the right people, which there isn't one right answer. And it's also like what I, what I'll do is when I put out when I get new work and it's, it's released, I'll I'll post about it and I'll spread it as much as I can by putting on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. But like, does that le- actually lead to anything? I don't know. I mean, I think almost, it told, I, whether it leads to
3: something directly or whether one of those people happened to just see your posting and then is like interning in a production company and says like, "Oh, I saw that video." Like, or is just a producer like, that
0: you're friends with and yeah. they were like, "Oh, Pollock did this great."
3: But that's what sketch, like I just you know?
5: don't. I, that's why like to me, trying to like figure out exactly what it, it's just like. You just got to do what you're doing because like I'll post something, and it's going to be seen by like. 50 of my friends on Facebook, but I have no idea if any of that's going to correlate to another gig. So like, I don't kind of, I try not to freak out too much about that one little aspect, if that makes sense. Well, it's
1: just like, this is what I talk about at Sundance is growing your own personal audience. And it's what I learned from my former boss, Peter Broderick. And and I think there's a value to quantifying how large your audience is. And the like the blessing and the problem with social media is that it moves so fast. So you can't really capture the engagement as much as you'd like to, but you can spread the content super fast. But that's Again, why I try to preach about newsletters, right? So you mm-hmm. can see who clicked through. You can see who's actually opening the email. People
0: elect to stay a part of your newsletter yes, or not. Like They yeah. can unsubscribe and it's you not a thing. see who wants
1: to see your stuff yeah. and wants to be a part of your network. And it doesn't take that much time. And yes, it feels cheesy to be like, ah, oh, this is what I do. But... You're proud of what you do and people should see it. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, and self-promotion I think doesn't always have to be like, hey, you know, look at me, I'm making something on Instagram or something. Like I for like 6 years I was editing stuff for Funnier Day, and on every single project I told them. You know, I also am a director and that's like my main thing. I'd love to direct stuff. And they never they're like, "Oh, great, great, great." And they never did anything. And then finally this year, I'd like edited something that was kind of a mess and I kind of saved it and remade the thing in in the edit. And they're like, oh, you know, you kind of think like a director. Like, have you thought of directing? Oh I'm like, God. yeah, I mean, I've told you this on every single project. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you do direct, huh? You should direct this, this next thing. And I feel like those 50 times I told them that I'm also a director, like, slowly added up to them trusting me, you know?
2: No, no, Oren, I don't know if you can answer this question. Do you have representation?
3: Yeah, I have a manager and a lawyer. And And I'm with two commercial production companies. And like you get a
2: lot of work. So are they constantly sending you out and like networking on your behalf and getting you the work?
3: Uh, The big project I did at the beginning of the year, I got from my manager. And I got him because he saw a video, a Quiznos like branded video I did online. His client saw it and liked it. And he was like, oh, I'll reach out to that guy. How did that client see it? So his clients were the showrunners on the show, and they met with another director for the job. And that director was like, "Oh, you guys should check out this cool video I saw today." And he we saw the video because, because
0: it was like a viral video for the. So week, it got shared, you know? though. Yeah, yeah. I was it. just making sure, no, like you didn't email someone.
3: No, I didn't. But <laughs> but I, I guess I, I'm I'm making a very wide statement about what promotion means. Like yesterday, I was at a coffee shop which was tough yesterday because it was like 50 degrees in LA and every coffee shop here it's is like outdoor out seating. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to sit outside. Life in 50 is hard, degrees. man. Go Gavin <laughs> Tiger,
0: Cito uh, Organico. Yeah, all outdoor Good. seating. All outdoor. I just don't so, go outside out of yeah. my apartment. And it's well, really, it's. you don't have a baby. <laughs> yeah, Someone's got a Chemex
3: apparently, it sounds mm. like. Yeah. Um, but so I made a list of people that I've worked with in the past that I haven't talked to in a while that I like and I feel like we have similar things in common like the showrunners of that show I haven't really talked to since we finished there's a few like writer friends or just actor friends that I feel like we like similar things and I'm like I'm going to email each one of these people and say you know hey how's how's it going we should like grab coffee and talk about ideas like I worked with Laurie Lachlan in this Lifetime movie, <gasps> like five years ago. And I'm like, she's
1: the prettiest woman ever. She's very pretty. <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: That's just like glowing <laughs> over here. I was like, maybe I Becky
0: should... is a, your favorite.
4: <laughs> I mean,
3: it's like the Bobby Moynihan thing. I was like, maybe I should just email her and be like, hey, you know, it's been a while since we worked on something. i loved Fuller House or whatever, even though I haven't seen it. Um, I
1: haven't. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. And,
3: you know, uh, I, hopefully I get to work with you again this year. Or you know, in the near future, like that—that's all it takes, and that I think is as much self-promotion as like putting something on Instagram. Your
1: reminder know. emails, mm-hmm.
3: just like yeah. reinforcing your network, I guess, of people, because it's very easy when you worked with you know James Franco five right. years ago to like see him in a restaurant
0: and not even feel comfortable saying hi to him. You well,
3: know, I, I think that say hi
5: to James. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, up, James? Yeah,
0: I, I think though, really, what we're all kind of saying is like, kind of just do it the way you would do it, right? Like if you're just on it, if you're like, hey, I'm actually really excited about this project that I shot, whether it's a commercial or a music video or a feature, like talking to people about that, that's because you're passionate, right? Right. And it's the same thing as connecting with someone for for coffee, you know? Right, and that's why if you're passionate about what you work on, it's easy to be sincere. If
3: someone gives you a script and you don't think it's that good and they're like, hey, you know this actor, why don't you go talk to him and see if he will do it? It's hard to, like, you know, convince them to do it because you don't really think it's very good.
2: Well, and I think there's something to what you said, Oren, of, like, from what I've seen other people do and, like, experience, is it the 50 times that you try to say mm-hmm. something, maybe one of those actually leads somewhere, so you need to do all the 50 ones that don't work.
3: Yeah, so, and I think they add up, like, the impressions make a difference, yeah. you know? So
4: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe as the music video guy here, I sounded a little, like, anti-self-promotion. But, like, so let me... Uh, you also have the best website out of everyone. Oh, here. do I? Yeah, no, Orin no. hates it now. All three of us have like the exact same website.
3: Oren, <laughs> I, I, I updated
4: my website last true. year, and Orin was like very intentionally emailed <laughs> oh, me like did you within it? within a week, and he was like, "Yeah, we talked me. Hey, just say, you know, what's up with your website? It's, oh man, because well, I based really my one. current
3: website on your website because mm. I liked it so much, and then you changed <laughs> your. Website.
4: That's why I did. That's why I had to change it. No, <laughs> so but I mean, self promotion like is obviously ninety nine percent of the job and that's we should all have business cards that say Tim Nakashi, self-promoter. But <laughs> but I think yeah. maybe for me why the, does your
3: business card say Tim Nakashi on? It? Why does it? No, that's no, what people ask me. Down yeah, down everybody
4: I like jokes, especially <laughs> when I get them. Thanks. And uh, but I think that I think for me I just didn't have you know I made some videos that got a little bit viral and then I sent them out to production companies and I heard back from none of them. Like so many and I thought my email was succinct and I got an image in there and hey link if you need it no big deal no pressure and there's like absolute radio silence so I think maybe I haven't learned the art of the newsletter no
3: pressure is something that Jarrett would never say <laughs> yeah, like, oh, maybe is that right? sometimes like I sometimes I'm jealous of people like you because you're like hey look at this you know mm. and I'm like hey if you're have time and you're bored and you're okay. not working on anything look at this.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that. I think the trick overall is you want to try to create a moving train for yourself. You want to try to get them to ask. You know, like I'm at a party and I'm just kind of schmoozing and they ask, Well, what is it that you're doing? Oh, I'm doing this thing. There's all these all these people involved that you've you know that oh, 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 cool. Can I get I mean can I get involved too? I mean maybe, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't mean what can you bring to the table? I already have people bringing so cool. to the table. Yeah. You know, it's already it's already a moving train. It's already, you know. And and then and then you kind of build off of that, you know, at least on the one-on-one interactions. But I mean I don't know. I mean, like I said, I sent I sent my feature to like probably a list of like two thousand people. I mean, I'm sure some of those emails were just like Sally Malone, like reply <laughs> all things. But um, you know, it it led to one meeting that made a substantial difference in my career. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, it, again, I think it's just it boils down to like w- maybe what are your skills, right? Like, are you a one-on-one person? Like, are you a writer? like are you more of a visualist and i think um figuring out how you get ready and the, you know just leaning into what you're best at maybe is the best way to self promote
1: But I do think that having a sense of humor and I do think having a self-deprecating sense of humor is very helpful because if you're promoting nonstop and if you're Instagramming and whatever all these things and you want to show the world what you're doing, it gets really robotic if you're just like, this is awesome, look at this, you know, I mean, like, Maybe kind of find a way to twist it so it reflects your personal view of the world.
0: Well, and I think like triumphing uh, and promoting other people as well, Mm -hmm. right? Like finding cool things that you like and sharing that. So it's not just like, hey, look at this thing, look at this thing, look at this thing. But you've also got like, you know, look what I did, but also these other things that are great.
4: It could per- be like, look how self-deprecating I'm being right now. Yeah. awesome. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm probably,
0: people telling me I'm like the
3: best self-deprecator. <laughs> I, this one production company I'm working with today, I was talking to the, the EP there and he was like, you know, this agency we're talking to wants to do like one day in the life of a director Instagram days where like a director takes, so like a commercial director takes over their Instagram for a day and do you want to do it? And it's like the last thing I would ever in a million years want to do but of course they said yes because it's like...
0: It sounds great to me. That sounds yeah fun. So it fun. <laughs> yeah. It
4: sounds like a nightmare. And you would be <laughs> great at it.
3: Well, that's... Now I'm like, want to make a shot list, you know, for my day because my real day is not very, yeah, you, you know, can cinematic.
5: It's going to get you
2: like 50 more followers. Don't, yeah. make,
5: don't make a fake director's day yeah. where you're like driving a cool car and go yeah. and get coffee somewhere <laughs> then meet up with an actor yeah. don't lie oh you're not yeah. doing it while you're on set yeah. yeah you mean just like that f- actually 50 is probably you
2: what
3: i would underwear. do I think on you a should day do that but no. that <laughs> is what i would do on a day but i don't think it's very interesting or and
1: you're just saying you want to be more personal with mm. your filmmaking well this but, but a i way to be personal no but i think
3: you can inject your sense of humor in mm-hmm. that type of thing you know if it's a picture of
5: I, no one cared. I had the other day, so I I directed a a commercial (laughs) and I went out with clients and, and the agency and everything. And the like head client lady who is, she's great. She sat down right next to me and she was like, so tell me, you know, about your day or whatever. Like clearly wanted like to talk to the director and wanted to get a story from me that she could then go tell her friends. And within five to 10 minutes It went from me and her talking like this to her then talking to my producer over here because she realized that I'm a very boring human being. (laughs) And that even though I do have some really cool stories, I'm not going to, like, brag about them. It's going to have to come up naturally. So because of that, like, I just don't like the idea of, like, make sure you're going to, whatever you're going to make for this Instagram thing is what they want. Because if someone was, like, make a day in the life of a director for me, it'd be like, Okay, it's yeah. not that exciting. It's Westworld oh, and setting house. up your office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: you redid your office, you made
5: coffee. Yeah, I watched Westworld and yeah. ate a salad. Well, I guess something that I'm like
3: a really huge fan of and you know, I think Matt and and I come from slightly different directions so why we did this podcast, but I like love 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 tutorials. Like I love sharing information of how things are I done. I fucking hate them. No. <laughs> no, I, no, I think Matt likes them but I think you come from like more of like let's talk about storytelling and directing yes. and like like a warm side of things. And I come from like a, I think a more robotic technical side of things. Like, how do you do this? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I really love talking about like the specifics of like who exactly you are going to email tomorrow and how you found that email address, you know? And so I think if I did a day in my life, I would try to kind of base it off of like a tutorial of like, Hey, look, in reality, this is like a year of, of the best things I would do for myself as a director in a year i'm going to show you them all i'm going to do them all today that's my challenge you know cool. i'll that's go cool. to the griffith observatory and take cool photos or whatever to try to for to use for treatment i'll go get inspired you know in like a skid row or whatever you know like just trying to to find to put myself out of my comfort zone
0: this is Let's see how the other
3: side lives.
5: (laughs) Well, all all of us just were like, oh boy.
3: No, no, because because otherwise it would be like Starbucks coffee cup in like my living room and like a
4: laptop, you know?
3: And laughing
5: at people (laughs) in Skid Row. I'm not laughing
3: at people on Skid Row.
4: I think the day before, when you're making the shot list, you can also gram that and be like, hey, I'm making my shot list for my genuine, authentic day. Yes, using sense
1: of humor. That's pretty good. Do you...
3: Can I hire you to do this for me? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, I like to take
2: pictures yeah. with my coffee and, like, out of focus. is mm. the script I'm writing.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a People can't tell if it's good or not. Yeah, right?
2: exactly. They can't read the words. I've used a filter. <laughs> Inspirational
0: um, quote. Well, haven't, just a,
3: a final question for us to move and close out the conversation with. So it's 2017. Is there anything that you think is pertinent now that maybe wasn't pertinent in 2016 or or previously that as a filmmaker, you think is important for you. Like, you know, Tim, you talked about maybe trying to be politically active in your messages. I mean, I'm really curious. I I don't know if this is even appropriate for me to say, but Liz and Jarrett, like, you know, you're not the prototypical, like white 30 something male director, you know, like, do you, and and that's something that's like,
5: that's my answer. My, actually that's like legit. My answer is, 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 the fact Let it that, be
1: known that the white man took the mic and yeah, started and talking absolutely.
5: about but no, it. And I know you guys have talked about this before. I think you guys have, but is is the fact that I watch movies and, the, and, and and TV shows and the ones that I really love are not coming from white filmmakers. And as a white filmmaker, I don't know what I want to make because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not I'm not trying to say like, woe is me because I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is when I think of an idea, I go, "Yeah, but I've, everyone's seen the fucking sad white dude movie already. Like, yeah. I want, I want to like, like. I wanna see like Atlanta. I want to make him
2: black. Yeah,
5: well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, but you that's, can't that just is... make him black. <laughs>
2: no, no we, just you make right? him black. You can. You can. I would love to go to Sundance and just take any of those movies about a white kid in high school and just make him black. That's what I've always. Yeah, wanted. but would you? It would be so much yeah, better. Too. But would
3: you cast a black? actor in this white role written by a white guy about a white experience in a white high school
2: well the thing is it's an assumption that a black kid might not have the same experiences like trust me i did have some of those experiences Mm -hmm. but anyways to speak to to what you were saying i mean in some ways it's like what i want to do now is what i wanted to do before like i'd like to make some films that have young black protagonists Mm -hmm. in roles i don't typically see them in so like I want to make something like John Boyega, you know, like that's mm-hmm. kind of what I'm, what I'm, what I'm kind of going for. And, you know, the project they currently have, has, you know, female producers and we're going to a company that's like, uh, with a, you know, an A-list black actress who's an executive producer. And I mean, that's the type of projects I'm hoping to get made. And this particular project is very political in nature and has elements that are kind of like what happened in Aleppo recently. So like those are, you know, interesting political hot button, you know, Issues that I think are relevant in what we're dealing with today. So I'm trying to make something that I think is personal, Mm -hmm. and at the same time relevant.
0: Well, and Jared, I always think of you as like a very fun filmmaker, right? Are these movies still entertaining in that way? Are they still like thrill rides?
2: Yeah, I mean, this particular movie is like a throwback to like '80s films, like Toy Soldiers. Young protagonists face against like this like crazy global stakes. So this this particular thing is teenagers versus terrorism Mm -hmm. kind of you know like teenagers versus isis kind of but not exactly
3: an awesome idea yeah
2: yeah in a constant yeah (laughs) in in like the most part single location almost all takes place in high school and i mean sorry in in a hotel and it actually involves like experiences i had in high school not with terrorism but i was in a model united nations so like it, it has to do with a Model United Nations conference and the issues that they're discussing. So I pulled from my own personal experiences and, and the issues that are happening that are unfortunately consistently relevant. But I also, where I don't want to bend is I want there to be a young black protagonist Mm -hmm. because that's me. That's me. I'm the hero of this movie and I'm not changing it. Right. So I'm trying to stick to that because I think it's, it's personal to me. Yeah.
5: Mm. I also think it's necessary. Like, yeah, it, it is. It's necessary to see those movies. It, it, to see black protagonists, to see women protagonists, to see minority protagonists, like we need more of that just so it becomes normal as opposed to like, oh, look at this. It's a movie about a black guy. It's like, no, it's just a fucking movie. And like, it, this is the story it's telling. I don't know.
3: Well, I find for myself, it's challenging to have a female or black perspective, you know. But what I'm trying to do, like, you know, we're working with Lo and Behold, this production company that all their directors are male. I work with a lot of people that have a lot of white male people, and I'm very vocal about, like, hey, I know female directors. I have a podcast where I interview directors. I know black directors, like, let me send you their stuff. You know, it's not, it, I'm not putting art out there that maybe shows a different perspective, but I'm trying to do whatever I can. You know, the only thing I can think of to try to diversify stuff because I do feel like a lot of my favorite stuff, you know, my shows that I'm watching, like This Is Us and Blackish. Like one of my favorite movies of the year is Utopia. They're all like so poignant because they're showing kind of this cool you know point of view that I haven't really been exposed to enough, I think, and so that's like what I'm trying to do in twenty sixteen and seventeen and moving forward that I never really cared about before
1: I'm trying to do something a little bit. Opposite as per usual. I'm trying to universalize my message rather than n- make it a niche message. So, like, I'll speak on women in film panels, like you know, from time to time. And I'm I'm speaking at South by this year, and I designed this panel about micro-budget female filmmakers. And I pitched South by, and we got picked, and I'm really excited. And then I started to think about it, and I talked to people at Sundance, and we're like, why not just make it? Micro-budget filmmakers. So I have four female filmmakers. I'm not Mm going to make excuses for the fact that I picked four Mm -hmm. women. And now the topic is just micro-budget filmmaking from the perspective of four women. But we're not going to talk about that it's from our perspective. And that's, you know, it's kind of like Nico Case, who's like one of my heroes, was like, I'm not a female musician. I'm a musician. And I think for years I fought that. And I thought, no, I am a woman. And that's a, a major part of my identity, but I don't need to brand myself as a female director. But,
2: Liz, there are places where that will benefit you. And I and 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 use, I use it to my benefit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. like, yeah. When well, I applied to you. college, it's like I'm black, and if that's helping me get in, I'm going to use it. Right, right, well, it got me
1: through the door. Even though like, my
2: grades are good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the South By panel was picked because it was a female-centered panel yeah but then i just changed it
5: yeah so I it's like i got I also, in the door but
1: yep, do you absolutely. think you're
5: alienating people who might go like there might be a woman filmmaker who would have went to the panel when it was called what it originally was that might not go now are well they're gonna see that?
1: The, the lineup and they're gonna say that it's brought to you i think in the that's, description it's brought to point. you by four women yeah, filmmakers that's a fair point. but it doesn't say like and then we talk about our breasts and our vaginas the no. whole time you know like it just says <laughs> <laughs> that these are four women and we're gonna discuss micro budget filmmaking mm-hmm. so hopefully not yeah, no. But then I mean, they should come cool. to me afterwards, and I'll <laughs>
2: talk to them. There needs to be more panels like that about big budget filmmaking, and it's all females on the panel. That's
0: what
1: all I right, want to see. Sure. That'd be awesome.
5: Yeah, I yeah. think they need to, you know, they need actually hire fee- more, female.
1: Female. more right. females. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean,
0: Catherine Hardwick's like, I'm here alone. <laughs> hey,
3: Catherine Bigelow. It's and like Catherine Bigelow. Catherine two yeah, it's tricky uh, because you're trying to say like this is an art about making you know personal statements you know the best stuff is the personal stuff yet you're saying but please you know remove any racial sexual identity you know anything from it (laughs) so it's like trying to be super egalitarian and personal at the same time it's just
5: hard i have a you're already
4: doing that so it's not that hard i have assured that it's
5: like super personal it's probably like the most personal story i will ever tell in my life but and I thought, when I when I was writing it with a co-writer, she was like, "What if you just made the main character female?" I was like, "I don't know if I want to do that because it's about my dad and and me, and like I really want it to be, you know, father son story because that's what I connect with in the movies. But making him, you know, black or Asian or something else is something that like I could definitely do. But then I get worried that I'm like I'm a white dude telling a very personal story that I then made the character black and I you know like that worries that makes me worry people be like well why would you do that it's you know personal story I don't know I don't right.
3: does it come off as like pandering or something? yeah
5: does it come off like oh I did this just to do it which is not the case I'm doing it because it there's no reason why he, he can't be black. Aside from that, it's my own story.
2: I mean, maybe you don't make it race specific when you go out for attachments, and then if Donald Glover suddenly wants to do it, then suddenly the character's black.
0: You, you know? should right. definitely cast Donald Glover. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure yeah. Donald Glover. You think he'll
4: play an 11 year old. <laughs> I'm sure he'd play a white version <laughs> of the character. Too. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you're asking a good question, and yeah. you're asking hard questions, and that's that's already you know further along than lots of people and. That's great, too. I commend you for that. Yeah.
1: Well. Um, I was at the Film Independent Forum, and Effie Brown, another one of my heroes, was speaking. And this white guy in the front row raised his hand, and he said, I have a story to tell. I'm desperate to tell the story. It's about a young black girl. Am I allowed to tell this story? And Effie Brown's like, yeah, just surround yourself with great black female producers. and You know, it's like- yeah. it She's like, like I'm available. <laughs> But but it's
5: of, yeah. No, but yeah, I get it. It's like, make sure that you have people who have that, a, a similar voice or at least similar life experiences that could speak to it and help you make it. So you're not making, it's like making a movie about a homeless person, but not ever being homeless. It's like, you're only guessing at what that experience is. If that's what it's about, if it's not about that, then you could probably do it if it's something else, but. I don't know, but also yeah, film
4: films about community. Filmmaking is about community, yeah. And, and so you want you want to involve with that community and and make that.
0: Yeah, and, and film is filled with experiences that we have. Like you know, I always joke, Wes Craven never murdered anyone, right? So yeah. like, I think the trick is, so we know as far <laughs> as we know, you know, Steven Spielberg was never a shark. So it's really just like grounding the real authentic experiences that you have had and then extrapolating, right? Like, that's how you write any character. And so I think, you know, I think it's going to be a mixture of all of that, right? Like, be a good writer, show it to as many people as you can, surround yourself with people who, you know, know what they're talking about and that's that's the best you can do, right?
2: Or anyone that'll make it. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: Well, cool. Yeah. We should probably... Go into our favorite segment of the show. Unpaid, unpaid
4: endorsements. <laughs> da, 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 da.
2: Perfect.
0: Wow, that Thank was you. good. That was, uh, <laughs> cool. So you guys know about
3: unpaid endorsements. You guys have all been on the show before. Make them short and quick.
0: Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I've got one locked and loaded. Easy on Netflix. Joe Swanberg's anthology show oh, about yes. sex. Oh, it was like kind of a slow burn for me at first, and then I loved it. And then also, Search Party is great as well. I just watching tbs on tbs which is on on demand
3: if you have cable oh there you and go probably none of our listeners have cable
0: yeah they were both super fun i really liked them i watched them both in one sitting different nights that's a lot of tv to watch in one night but cool
3: i'll go next i switched from uh, oral b electric toothbrush to <laughs> sonic this <laughs> oh. week oh and i love it shit man i just bought new heads <laughs> for your oral b for my oral b listen i did a ton of research about like what's better and there's do you know there's a whole reddit forum just about dentistry anyway there's like maybe like 10 different posts from different people saying like my girlfriend and i are both dental students and i love oral b and she loves sonicare so i think if you're like more gum oriented i'd go with sonicare if you're more like tooth oriented i'd go with Mm -hmm. oral b Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs)
3: So, anyway. That's a
0: lesson, text your friends before you buy. No,
3: no, I spent like four hours at Costco just like looking on my phone and I got nowhere. So, Sonicare, it's pretty cool. It tickles a lot at first and then you get used to it. It's 31,000 strokes per second.
0: Whoa.
3: What the? Yeah, that's what they, I used to be what they called me in high school. <laughs> um, anyway, Jarrett, you got anything?
2: Oh, geez, putting me on the spot. Or
3: we can go, does, who else? Who, does anyone else have anything? Liz, you know, is
1: Celtics slash Celtics. I don't know why people call it Celtics. It's Celtics, right?
3: Mm-hmm. The, the um, NBA team?
5: No, Celtics. The,
1: Celtics. The, the Screenwriting service. Yeah. It's free. Take a half hour during your lunch hour if you work a full-time job and write. That's all. I mean, you you have a work computer. You could go on mobile. You don't have to have your laptop. Celtics. And then um, Leah Remini's Scientology in the Aftermath is so good. Hmm.
3: That's on A&E or AMC? A&E. Uh,
1: A&E. Yeah.
2: Okay, I, I know something. Okay, well, I'll say this first. Like, the OA, like, I, I started watching it, and it was quite... It was kind of annoying me, so I just skipped to the final scene, which I know that's terrible. Ah! Of, of the pilot? <laughs> of the series? Stop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you because, pulled the Harry in when Harry met Sally. You're worried you going to die. I read <laughs> articles, like, about, like, spoiler, this final scene, and then I watched the final scene, I really liked it, and I was like, oh, man, maybe I should have, like, watched... The re- I watched like the first two and a half episodes in the final scene, but then I watched the final scene over and over again because I thought it was just so cool. Um,
3: you also I mean, saw.
1: I mean, look, I
2: <laughs> love Britt Marling, but she had it, kind of has like special girl syndrome, and everything is about how she's so special, and it drives me crazy, even though I want to be her.
3: Um, and she doesn't smile, right? I haven't seen the OA, smi- but yeah, I've never seen her smile. smile.
2: But I really love the East, and uh, you know, and uh, sound, sound of My, my voice. voice is
1: like the best. Yeah, Sound
2: yeah. of My Voice. I really loved it. Also, I would say check out every year the New York Times. Times does a really cool like short film series. They pick a director to do these short films with actors that are are going to be nominated probably for like you know best actor or whatever. And they just put theirs out. And it's a VR one this time. So oh. if you download the New York Times VR app, which is free, you can watch these cool VR shorts on like your Google Cardboard or something. So that's what I'm doing tonight. Awesome.
4: I was just going to recommend this album, the uh, the latest album by this Canadian sort of like jazz weird band called bad bad not good it's just a really good record and it's got some good song the the new record which is called four is just a really good record and that that name sounds very questionable and that's fine go with that but i just was gonna recommend
0: vocals or no
4: yeah it's got guest artists including uh what's his name sam herring
0: I'm always looking for like zero vocals to write to. There's you know a lot I mean? of zero vocals yeah, on this. That, there's a better word. Non-vocals. What's the word I'm looking for? No singing. Instrumental. 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 There we go.
4: Zero vocals.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Eric, you got anything?
2: I'm going to recommend a podcast. So the latest season of Startup is really good. They oh, had a yeah. couple of less great seasons, but the latest season is just a character study on one dude, the guy who started American Apparel and just from the perspective of like writing and storytelling, it's just a really interesting portrait of a really strange and fascinating yeah. guy.
0: Yeah, I'll double down on that. That this season was awesome. Yeah.
5: I also enjoyed it. I got one. So I spent a lot of time in London this year, this past year doing commercials, which is both Very awesome and very, um, old. Yeah. And just very lonely, I guess. So I watched a lot of British TV and they do a lot of panel shows. They're like known for like eight out of 10 cats and all these shows where it's just like comedians talking about whatever they're talking about. And there's one show called Taskmaster, which I've never heard of until I was there recently. And it's easily my favorite show on TV right now. All it is is Greg Davies is the host who's been on some TV and movies, and he has like a panel of five comedians. In each episode, they have to perform different tasks, and they have already filmed them, but they show them doing it. And then they kind of joke about it, and it's like one of the tasks is like, get rid of this giant block of ice, make it disappear faster Mm. than anybody else. And you see each comedian do it on their own. They don't know how the other person did it. So it's, it's, it's like a game show, but with comedians. So you get the aspect of like them trying to do something to win, but you also get the comedy aspect of them making fun of each other, making fun of themselves. Yeah. And it is just so funny and so good. And I've like binged the whole thing. Like I've gone online and like there's episodes on YouTube that shouldn't be there. And I watch it. And like <laughs> there was one episode where they went to and this way I'm bringing it up. Cause it's kind of related to this, where they had a panel of TV executives And they had them do an episode with Greg Davies and everything. And they did the whole thing. And one of the tasks was create a pitch for a TV show and sell it. And whoever sells it the best will win the points. And so they all had like, they all spent time creating like a unique show and everything. And they went into the room and started pitching it. And then they stopped it. And they were like, okay, that was good. We were good. And then like, didn't show what they actually pitched. And it was such a poignant like F you to execs that normally get pitched things and like nothing comes out of it. That it's like, yeah, you did all this work and nobody cares and we'll never see the light of day. There you go. And it was just so great. And it was, I don't know. Anyways, Taskmaster, I don't know what channel, maybe Dave or Channel 4, some UK channel that I don't know about right now or I can't remember. But it's very good. Awesome. Awesome.
3: Can I just add one tiny one that's really obvious, but since mine wasn't film related, I mean, I'm sure you all know about this, but the Hollywood Reporter roundtables around Oscar season are just like popcorn reading. They're so good. Just like every director that's nominated, every actress that's nominated, every costume designer interviews with them. And they're just like, they just like make me happy to read them. It's really fun. Anyway, well thanks again guys uh, for being on the podcast. Twenty sixteen is finally over, guys. This is, <laughs> yeah, this ooh, is
5: the what a end. relief. <laughs> Everyone yeah. in the world is waiting for this podcast yeah. to get done. So yeah. <laughs> finally say goodbye to it. Yeah. Cool. We're
0: gonna make podcasts great again. Um, before we go, real quick, how can people learn more about you, Liz? Oh,
1: Lizmanashell.com, bread and at Liz Manischel, or they could just email me lizmanichell at gmail.com.
4: There you go. Tim, what's your email? What's um, my email? <laughs> yeah, if you want to send me hate mail, it's timnakashi at gmail.com. Or you could go to the my website of the same name. Or you could just Google my name, Tim Nakashi Works. There you go. You guys don't actually have to share your email. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you should if you want to grow your own personal audience.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Eric? Uh, you can find my trailer work at flashpoint.io. Matt Pollock, you could go to my website, which is mattdirects.com. And that's pretty much my Twitter, Instagram, every handle possible. Or Matt Edits, which all forwards to the same thing. So but MattDirects.com is, is
3: I thought you were an editor. I I oh. used to mm, interesting. <laughs>
2: and you can find my work at conartistpictures.com or just look me up on Vimeo Jared Lee Conaway
3: oh, that's a good URL you can find my business card just says Tim Nakashi self promoter <laughs> cool well you can find out more about the show at justshootitpodcast.com justshootitpod.com just both work they are both working, yeah. right yeah. you can
0: tweet at us at justshootitpod yeah and you can check out all of the different endorsements and show notes that we have there you can follow me at Mr. Matt Enlow and me at Smitey Pileg and if you guys can
3: rate us on iTunes that would be awesome really helps us and that's about it music was provided
0: by the Free Music Archive and, yeah, and the edited? artist Jazar and editing was by Eric Capo. thanks Eric yay. Yay. yay here in the studio see you guys in
3: 2017
0: Eric do you want to sing it for us <laughs>
2: sorry
0: you got
3: the recording <laughs> unpaid endorsements what if we do it all together oh that'd be great ready guys uh, we're on the count of three, we're going to say Can you hit <laughs> uh, the piano? Can you hit the piano, thank you. Unpaid endorsement, It's <laughs> as flat <laughs> as yeah. you can possibly. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah. Oh, can we go a little lower, okay. please? Wait, the play? No, no, no. No, wait, that way. Yeah, a little quieter, too. Just oh, no, no i are playing the piano, baby. it's not going to help me. Can we split the difference? Okay, yeah. No. yeah. And
0: unpaid Unpaid endorsement. <laughs> Perfect. Wow, that Thank was you. good.
4: Thanks, <laughs>